everybody. Good morning. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Heidi St. John podcast. Today is Wednesday, September the 5th. We have back to school all week long for you today. This is also the first day of the study for our new series, Born on a Battlefield, Shepherding and Sheltering Children in a Time of War. I'm going to be going over a little bit of that today. We're also going to be talking about the circus well, not the Barnum and Bailey Circus, but the circus that's happening right now up on Capitol Hill over the confirmation hearings for Judge Kavanaugh. If you haven't been watching what's going on, you need to be watching. This is something else. Also, I'm going to be letting you guys know where I'm going to be this fall. Got a great lineup for you guys today. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So, yes. So are you guys watching the news? Like a moment of silence for me wishing that uh, the SCOTUS hearings were going better. Right. So Judge Kavanaugh, if you guys aren't watching this, uh, President Trump has a new Supreme Court nominee, Judge Brett Kavanaugh, and he is sitting right now before the Senate Judiciary Committee. And so the confirmation hearings began yesterday and at breakfast I was talking to our kids about what this means. So basically, we have there's another opening on the Supreme Court, right? You have to be living under a rock not to know that. This is a huge deal. This is why I threw all of my political energy behind uh, President Trump during the 2016 election, because there's such an importance of uh, it's important what who we nominate to the Supreme Court here in the United States, because it determines what happens for our laws for generations to come. And so a lot is hanging in the balance. And if you ever want to see how the left would respond by having not just one, but two possible uh, Supreme Court justices that have been picked by President Trump, all you got to do is turn on the news. The Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus went out of business last year, but it found a successor Tuesday on Capitol Hill as Democrats and demonstrators performed at the Senate Judiciary Committee hearing. And I'll tell you what, I was listening to it with my children in the car. And uh, it was, I mean, we're talking about shouting and people shouting other people down and interrupting. Uh, It was crazy. And I listened pretty intently as committee chairman Chuck Grassley, he's a Republican from Iowa. I was just in Iowa. Shout out, woot, woot. Uh, He commented on the repeated outbursts by demonstrators and steady string of complaints by Democratic senators. And he said, and I'm quoting, this is something I've never gone through before in 15 Supreme Court nominations. Why do you think that is? Uh, if you want to see evil you know, rear its ugly head right now, just go watch the women at the Supreme Court Judiciary Committee hearings for Judge Brett Kavanaugh as they uh, dress in pink and shout that they want to have an abortion. It's unbelievable. It's absolutely unbelievable. There are political theatrics uh, basically just kicked into high gear right out of the gate. And uh, Grassley wasn't, according to Fox News, and I listened to it, but I thought what they said was was dead on. Grassley wasn't more than three lines into his opening statement when one by one, Democrats attempted to hijack the hearing with calls or even calling him a liar. Uh, They wanted more of Kavanaugh's documents. They even wanted a motion to adjourn the hearing altogether, which we know isn't going to happen. And their objections were absurd because Judge Kavanaugh, who's currently serving on the U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia, so he's in Washington, D.C., has been the most transparent Supreme Court nominee in recent history. An astounding 488,000 pages of documents relating to Kavanaugh have been released. So let's compare this a little bit. Uh, Elena Kagan 
who served on the Obama administration as Solicitor General before she joined the high court, had 70,000 pages of documents released. So 70,000 pages for Elena Kagan, 488,000 pages of documents relating to Judge Kavanaugh. He's also submitted the most comprehensive bipartisan questionnaire in Senate Judiciary Committee history. Why? Because they know, just like I know, and just like you know, this is a big deal. Men and women, we need to be on our knees right now praying for these hearings. The Bible says that when good people are in power, uh, the land flourishes, and when wicked people are in power, they groan. And there's been a lot of groaning, and not the least of which is coming from the abortion industry right now. It is so unprecedented uh, because they're worried that Roe v. Wade may be overturned. Now, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I keep hearing about precedent and how Judge Kavanaugh has a very strong opinion of a precedent, meaning he's unlikely to overturn Roe v. Wade. But you know what I think? I think the wind is at the back of the pro-life movement right now, not because of Judge Kavanaugh, but because of things like ultrasounds and because of uh, organizations like liveaction.org, who've basically uh, shown the abortion industry for the murderous, barbaric industry that it actually is. And so people, even people who are not people of faith are looking at that going, oh my word, you just dismembered a child in its mother's womb. Something is wrong. And so there's obviously a lot of things that are sort of hanging in the balance. And so our children and my husband and I sat around and my mother-in-law sat around uh, the breakfast table yesterday morning as we were praying for the Senate hearings, because by the time we were really rolling, we had breakfast around seven. By the time we were really rolling, these hearings were already well underway. And it was very plain to see that evil has really uh, reared its ugly head. And I haven't seen anything quite like it and I am very interested in, in uh, obviously, in the Supreme Court nominations. I've been following them my whole life. My grandfather was a pastor, and he was also very involved in our community, very involved in, in presidential elections. He taught me that uh, we should be involved because we should care about what's happening in our nation. And we should care. The Supreme Court is a big deal. Someone asked me the other day why I was so outspoken for Donald Trump during the 2016 election cycle. And this is the reason, because the Supreme Court nominations last for generations and they make a lasting imprint on this nation. And we need godly people in seats of authority in the United States of America. We do. And so I just want to encourage you, get on your knees and begin to pray. The, uh, the midterms are coming up and we need godly people in power. And uh, we're not looking for somebody perfect. We're looking for somebody who's going to, his heart will break for what breaks God's heart. That's what this is about. That's what it's about in politics. We're not going to find godly, uh, most of the time, we're not going to find a whole Senate full of Christians, but we want to find people at least who have a moral compass. And so much of what I see uh, on the other side of the aisle right now is just unhinged. So I was talking to my grown son the other day about a little bit about politics. These are things we talk about a lot in our home. We talk about the culture. We talk about God's word in relation to the culture. And it's part of the reason why I'm so passionate about parenting and about parents really stepping up to the plate and getting involved in their children's education, really telling their children, hey, this is what's going on in the world. This is how it compares to what God says is good. And this is what uh, we want to do in response to what we see. And one of my sons was talking to me about why I cared so much about it. And my answer was very simple. I said, this is your future. 
this is your future. The, the judges that we are voting in right now are going to have a huge impact on my grandchildren and on my great-grandchildren. And so it absolutely should matter. The midterms absolutely should matter. And uh, I am praying right now, and I hope you guys will join me for the men and women who run our country, who are in seats of authority and positions of authority all around the United States, not just in Washington, D.C., but those who represent us locally, those who represent us nationally. We need to be in prayer. Uh, There's an interesting groundswell happening right now, and uh, I really think that it is motivated largely by evil, uh, largely by people who want to see uh, things promoted and things made legal that God says are wrong, and uh, we need to come against it in the name of Jesus. And so that's what we're doing over here. I hope you guys will join me in praying for Judge Kavanaugh as he sits through the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus, which is the Senate hearings. So uh, be praying for him. You guys, his wife and kids were there this morning while people were yelling and screaming and acting like two-year-old children. Uh, It's just, it's amazing. It's amazing. So uh, be praying with him. There's a lot of stuff coming up. We've just started a new series at MomStrong International, probably one of the most exciting series that we have done in the nearly nine months now that we've been doing this. Um, I'm starting a series called Born on a Battlefield. It's going to be correlating to the release of my new book, which is coming out on September 18th. So I'm so excited. If you guys haven't ordered Prayers for the Battlefield yet, I want to encourage you to do so. It's a handbook for battle. And I promise you, you are going to be encouraged in your role as a mother because God's word has wisdom for you, encouragement for you. And uh, we need it now more than we've ever needed it. And so this series is really around the theme, Born on a Battlefield. And this month in particular, I'm really excited because we're going to be studying uh, week one, which is what we're on now. So for those of you who are new to MomStrong International, the studies start on the first Monday of every month. So on the first Monday of every month, we release a new study. And so this one is beautifully illustrated as always. Uh, The cover is Born on a Battlefield, and this month is Strategies for Shepherding and Sheltering Children in a Time of War. So that's what we're talking about. Uh, Week one, God's ways are not our ways. Week two, God gives parents, not the school, not your church, not your pastor, parents, responsibility for their children. Uh, The third week, we'll be talking about protecting our children as we train them for battle. In other words, Uh, is it ever appropriate to shelter our kids? That'll be week three. And then week four, raise to release the ultimate goal of parenting. So I'm really excited about this. This goes also hand in hand with the MomStrong Conference, which is coming up. I will be in Houston at Katie's First on September 22nd. Tickets are available right now for that event. I hope you'll join me. I cannot wait to come out there. I am fired up. (laughs) I am fired up. We're gonna have a great time. And I can't wait for you guys to come. On October 6th, the MomStrong Conference is going to be hosted by yours truly right here at the Homeschool Resource Center in Vancouver, Washington. The night before, we're doing a VIP event called An Evening with the St. John's, something that we typically don't get to do. But because our family lives here, uh, we're going to have a Q&A, have some worship, uh, just enjoy some some just sweet time together. And I hope you guys will be encouraged by that. So you can look up for tickets for both of those events, uh, the VIP event, the evening with the St. John's, which happens on October 5th, and then October 6th, which is the MomStrong Conference. Those conferences and the one on uh, September 22nd in Houston 
are all-day events. They start at about 9 in the morning and they end right around 4.30, 5 o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm telling you what, it is a jam-packed day. We'll have lunch for you. I don't even take a break during your lunch hour. I take your questions. Uh, we have a great time doing a Q&A during lunch. Bring your friends. They don't have to be mothers to come. This is all about the culture and how we can be uh, women of God's word in the midst of the culture. So come on out and see me September 22nd at Katie's First in Katy, Texas, just outside of Houston, and then in Vancouver, Washington on October 6th at the Firmly Planted Homeschool Resource Center. So I'm excited about that, and I cannot wait to see you guys there. All right, let's dig in really quick for just a few minutes. There's so many things happening uh, (laughs) out in the world right now, and I want to talk about all of them. But the Bible study that we're studying this month really lends itself very well to what we're seeing, even happening on Capitol Hill right now. This is a battle. This is not your ordinary you know, sit back, watch it go on. This is something that God is saying, get involved. You are children of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You are an ambassador for him. We should be at the very least praying and uh, training our children. The Bible says in Psalm 127 that children are a gift. They're a heritage from the Lord. He says our offspring are a reward from him like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in court. This is an important role. It's an important distinction because the world does not see children as a blessing. The world sees children as a burden. And that's kind of what I want to talk about a little bit today. This is the the uh, the heart behind the movement, which is MomStrong International, is to say, let's start looking at the world Rather than look at it the way the world looks at it or look at it from a place of progressive Christianity, let's look at the world the way that God sees it. And in order to do that, I think we need to do something that I call a parenting reset. So we reset everything. We reset the way we see our children. We, we, we hit the reset button on how we see ourselves and what our role is. We are in desperate need of a mindset shift in the culture today regarding children. Our view of children in the culture is not very high. I don't know if you guys have noticed that, but this is the reason the abortion industry has thrived. It's because we no longer hold a high view of children. And all you got to do is, uh, you know, turn on the news or read a magazine or uh, for goodness sake, you know, uh, just Google the Women's March. And it is terrifying what has happened to our, uh, we have no even no dignity, I think. We certainly have afforded our unborn absolutely zero dignity. And as women, we're losing, rapidly losing uh, our own dignity as we, we lose sight of our own worth. Because if we can kill our own children, what does that make us? So I want to encourage you, don't shuffle your responsibilities aside. No matter what the world says about having more time to yourself or more money or a bigger house or better retirement options, I think because of the world, we often see our children as a hindrance. And I, in the interest of full disclosure, I just want to say, parenting is not easy. It's not a, a walk in the park. If you guys are, are not happy, if you haven't had a bad day with your kids yet, if your kids haven't uh, driven you to anger, if they haven't uh, driven you to your knees, if they haven't humbled you, then my thought is you're probably doing it wrong, this parenting thing. Uh, because this is eternal, what you're doing. It carries with it eternal significance. Remember, we talked about Psalm 78 and how the things that you're doing right now will have influence for not one, not two, not three, but four generations. And it's tempting to adopt the world's view of children because after all, 
this is, it's hard what we're doing. And I, I agree with many of you who have emailed me and, you know, I understand the digital age has a scrambling for answers, right? Ungodly agendas scream for the attention of our children. And at the same time, they're pushing parents out of the picture. I want you to think with me for just a minute about where you've seen this happening. It's certainly happening in the public schools. It's happening often even in our churches. And I know many of you are weary. And if you felt the utter exhaustion at the end of the day and thought a quiet lie to yourself, and maybe the lie is that you think it's not that big of a deal, this thing called parenting, this thing called motherhood, uh, I want to just encourage you back to the word of God because his is the only opinion that matters. His is the only view that matters. And we can talk all day long about what's happening in the culture. We can offer opinions and observations about the state that we find ourselves in. But at the end of the day, parenting should matter to us primarily because it matters to God. This is why abortion should matter to us. This is why marriage should matter to us. This is why human life should matter to us. This is why righteousness should matter to us because it matters to God. And our children come to us with soft hearts and open minds. And what you have been given, mom and dad, is an incredible opportunity, which is the task of filling those open hearts and open minds with truth. You've been, you've been given the opportunity to fill those minds with a truth that comes from the word of God. You've heard me say this many times, but Luke 640, one of my favorite passages in the Bible about parenting, says that when a student is fully trained, he'll be like his teacher. In fact, it says a student is not above his teacher, but when a student is fully trained, he'll be like his teacher. So what does this tell you about the nature of parenting? Do you see yourself as your child's first teacher? Because if you do, then the Bible is telling you that the net result of your parenting is going to be that your child is going to be an awful lot like you. And I'll just be honest with you. Uh, yesterday was our first day back to school trying to get, oh, blessed routine. I'm trying to get back into your routine, right? Because summertime, it kind of all goes out the window and And probably I spent too much time trying to kill the hornets, but I will say I have succeeded. That's right. There are no more hornets. Squirrel, I'm going to keep going. But what I want to just tell you is that your child's going to be an awful lot like you and you can't give your kids what you don't have. And so when you, when you look into the eyes of your children, and if you're like me, you struggled through the last several days, or maybe you had a moment that you you laid into your child and you said something you didn't, well, that was me. I'll just be perfectly honest. I had a, a rough day and uh, one of my kids just pushed that button one more time and uh, I lost it. And I had to go back and say, listen, because I want to give her all kinds of excuses, right? I wanted to just say, you know, I wouldn't have done this if you wouldn't have done that. And But I needed to own what I did that was wrong. Just like she needed to own what she did was wrong. Parenting is difficult. It's difficult. And we are the ones who are setting examples for our children. I was thinking, I was actually thinking as I was watching the confirmation hearings for Judge Kavanaugh, I was thinking, I wonder what the parents of these kids were like. These these people who were shouting and screaming and interrupting uh, in the middle of a Senate hearing. I'm wondering, where did we get this attitude? Well, we get it from our parents. We get it from the culture. And uh, God says that we have responsibility to teach our children that he loves them first and foremost, but we also teach them that they have responsibility. We teach them about the preciousness of other people. We teach them to be respectful. We teach them to be kind. Why? Because that's what God says he wants us to do. And so it's time for a parenting reset. Until we see our role 
as precious in the eyes of the Lord, we run the risk of missing out on the blessing of being a godly influence in the lives of our kids. And so I want to just encourage you to see your children the way that God sees them. He sees them as precious in his sight. He says that they are a blessing, they're a heritage. I know sometimes it doesn't feel like it, but nothing that we do in this life that's worth doing is easy. My husband's always saying that. You know, if it's worth doing, it's going to be hard. (laughs) Parenting, it's going to be hard. Anybody been married more than five minutes? Have you had a struggle yet? It's going to be hard. Why? Because it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. So don't give up. I want to just encourage you back to a place of walking in right relationship with the Lord, going back to his word, reminding your children that you love them, that God thinks that they're a blessing. And so you see them as a blessing and a gift. Let your children know how God sees them. Because once they understand how God sees them, it changes the course of the rest of their lives. I hope you guys have been encouraged by the podcast today. If it's encouraging you, I want to encourage you to tell your friends about it. Please leave a review. I saw, I read those reviews and I saw, I think it was a week ago, somebody left me a one-star review. (laughs) Said I was judgmental. Okay, all right. So I know not everybody's going to love the podcast, but I'll tell you what, if you love it and if it encourages you, I would love it if you would pass this on to your friends, if you would go into iTunes, write a review for it, give it a rating, uh, pass the link on. Let's let's encourage other parents to walk in right relationship with the Lord in a culture that is flatly rejecting him and see what God will do. I think he's going to do incredible things in this generation. And I don't know about you, but I can't wait to see what God does as his people who are called by his name, humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways and call on the name of the Lord. Thanks for tuning in, you guys. I can't wait to see you back here on Friday. I've got an actual friend of mine coming on at Meet My Friend Friday. She's my daughter's mother-in-law, and she happens to be a teacher in the public school. We're going to be talking a little bit about how you can pray for public school students and teachers as they head back to school this fall. So come back on Friday, and uh, we're going to learn something new. Thanks for listening, everybody, and I'll see you back here on Friday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.